following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Monday morning edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. As Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, Kyle Yeomans, we are all back from Thanksgiving break. Yes. We could really call it that. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and gentlemen, the itis is sneaking in on me. Mm. I ate way too much food this weekend, mm. and I am dragging this morning. Trip to fan, so good, sir. yeah. Mm. Mm. It's a real too thing. much turkey, too much of that stuffing. It was delicious. Where did that come from? Ask me if I regret it, and I don't <laughs> regret it. Trip to fan, trip to fan. Yeah, can't spell it, but it's a thing. <laughs> and I hear that turkey has a thing and some kind of chemical in it that makes you automatically tired. I discovered is that, that this That's week. That's the one. That's is the that one. Yeah, trip that right? to, yeah, that's trip it. To, trip to fan. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Everybody learned that. I feel that's like a lie. I week. thought it was a lie. I said, shut up. <laughs> no, I was telling all of my in-laws, like, Dude, get out of here. <laughs> Stop it. It's a real thing. You come right in here and... I'm sorry. And Isaiah didn't eat. <laughs> Isaiah doesn't eat meat. I don't so have any of that go. in my system. <laughs> Isaiah feels great today. I'm grand. <laughs> that mac and cheese looks fire, though. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. It was Ooh. fire. It was fire. Oh, it was I have so to say, good. I get better every year, you know? Mm. Be great today. Yeah, why be not? Great. Yeah. Well, the Cowboys were not super great on Ooh, Thursday. No, they weren't. 36-33 in overtime, a loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, as the Cowboys have now lost three of their last four games and four of their last five on Thanksgiving. So the Cowboys fall again on the holiday. It's a holiday that hasn't been kind to the Cowboys as of late. Rob, you were at the game. What was that like, the, the comeback and kind of the trailing that never really felt like – the Cowboys got off the ground again, and the defense giving up 36 points for the first time in 2021. It was it was trip to finish. Actually, mm. it was very trip to finish. They just it was very reminiscent of Kansas City, where they just offensively can't get anything established until late. And I think you know, encouraging in the fourth quarter that hey, they finally try to go deep, get Michael Gallup in single coverage, and and they took advantage of that. And and they hit several explosive plays. So can they carry that into Thursday? I think that's that's the thing they got to do. Um, but not only was it reminiscent of the Kansas City game four days ago, it's reminding me of 2019 mm. when they had Amari Cooper on that team. They went and lost three or four games in December, and I looked it up. Three of those losses, one of them to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. No, I'm going back a couple years, but they couldn't score more than seven points and a half, and it was the same. We're talking about the same stuff: slow starts. How do you get it going? They, they got to figure that out, even against a Saints team that is uh, challenged offensively right now. Hmm. That's really interesting to think about because <laughs> they're right there. You good? That was not sly at all. <laughs> I appreciate the I appreciate the the effort there. It didn't work. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, Almost. let's just blow right past that. Isaiah, what did you see <laughs> on the Thanksgiving matchup? Uh I saw a team that wasn't focused, man. I saw a team that did not play disciplined football. Uh, they did not execute, and 
you know, when you're playing those teams, and we talked about it. We talked about how the Raiders were a team that are built off of confidence and runs. And mm-hmm. if you allow them to stay close in the game, they'll start remembering who they are because they do have a roster full of very, very um, you know, high, high um, – Highest caliber, yeah, high caliber. You know, and guys that are established in this league. You know, these yeah. guys have a, have attained a lot. Big contracts. You know, big contracts come from you know big plays, and they you know they allow these guys to stick around in the game, and they did, they just didn't do well. It was more of the same, like Rob said. You know, incompletions, bad techniques. Freaking penalties galore! I know a lot of people are complaining about the referees, mm-hmm. and I was really, really disappointed in hearing, hearing, uh, hearing Coach McCarthy bring that into the post-game conference in terms of using that as an excuse. Mm. I did not like that at all. Regardless of how true or how how adamant you might be about that as a real feeling, you cannot communicate that to your team because it allows them now to utilize that as an excuse it, it creeps in, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like the. Uh, it's kind of, why can't I think today? It's kind of it's kind of like you know letting the, like the complaining going on in, in the locker room, right? It spreads like wildfire, and I feel like when you have a head coach, somebody in that position that comes in a press conference and says, "Well, yeah, you know, there's there something about the referees." It's like crap. And what did I say? What did I say? As soon as he said, it, I was like, "That's bad." Yep. That's- real, real quick, he kind of backtracked. Because you're he right. Back the next day, a little bit, he said our our energy on the sideline was not good enough. It was too it was too negative. Like we're just oh, it's all the refs' fault kind of thing. Yeah, you can't do that, especially when you're in that position because every person who came in and did an interview after that said what? Refs, 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 refs. Yeah. And at a certain point, everybody's had those games where the things just don't go your way in terms of the referees, right? You feel like the referees are against you. You're playing against a six man, blah 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 blah. You can't allow that to be the reason. The reality is guys were creating penalties. That's the reality. Technique was bad. That's the reality. There were a bunch of flags that should have been thrown that weren't thrown. That's also the reality. So at the end of the day, you just didn't play good ball. Don't defer and try to blame that on somebody else. Yes, there's bad calls. Yes, there's good calls. Happens every single game. You didn't play good. Own up to it and figure out how to not allow this to happen again. The AFC West owns you right now. Well, you leave the field and you you leave a situation where there was – uh, some plays that you made that were called back because of of penalties. There were some missed calls, like you said. The fumble to me really was the one thing that stuck stuck out uh, on the play. Keanu Neal makes an amazing play. That's a fumble oh, yeah. that we should have had that the referees did not go back and even look at. Um, and I don't even know what the situation was, why that was not challenged or, or what have you. But you know, I, I don't fault Mike McCarthy for that because in the heat of battle, and you see coaches get fined for that all the time. You're just getting off the field, and hell, you. <laughs> You put it all out there and you recognize that there were opportunities that you missed that were due to, obviously, penalties that didn't go your way. So it's human, right? And, and then, obviously, I don't know if the players were listening to the conference at the same time, but you know, going back to what you were saying, Rob, I felt as though that carryover from Kansas City, just from an execution standpoint, from the second half, we did, we've had six quarters now of that kind of football. And for me, it, it points to what you're saying. Poor execution. Yeah. Uh, poor execution. We knew we were going to be without CD. We knew we were going to be without Amari. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, you're looking at other guys to kind of step up. What well, Cedric Wilson did. Seven catches, 104 yards, although very silently, uh, seven catches, 104 yards. We just didn't have that big playability. And you're talking about the AFC West and owning us right now. It looks as though they have the formula, the recipe to stop the Cowboys by just crowding the line of scrimmage and playing man-to-man on the outside, but albeit without our weapons. Mm -hmm. So the reality of the situation is, look, as much as we can be down on this team, they're handicapped. 
And if you look around the league and you see teams that don't have their main dogs, they're handicapped as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. look, those all of these things are excuses yep. because it's still a loss for us. But, you know, we have to point to the fact that Dak did all that he could. Uh, the running game right now is where I'm, I'm most – Concerned, Um, you know. I think looking bad and and not have having poor execution, but the inability to run the ball right now is is hurting this team more than anything. I think that's a great point because with the the weapons that you're missing, you're going to miss your production. And sure, you ended up having two 100 yard receivers, but like you said, that a lot of that was late in the ball game when they finally found the rhythm on offense. Without Amari Cooper, without C. D. Lamb, bar none, you are not a good football team, or not as good of a football team. You're still a good football team, just not as good without those two guys in there, and that's for a big reason. However, you're not missing anything in the run game right now. You got an offensive line back. You had Tyron Smith back. You have Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he's a little banged up, but he's still out there playing. He's not banged up enough to miss some time. And then you've got Tony Pollard, who played decently well, but still never really had the kind of game that you would expect. So is that the biggest concern right now, at least in terms of a longevity problem, a long-term problem for the Cowboys? Um yeah, I I, th- I mean, I kind of go back to what I said after Kansas City. To me, and it ties into the run game, the line is scrimmage. They're not winning it. Mm-hmm. it it's, it's it, you know, the offensive line, and they've had some changes up front, And but Tyron's back, and that's why you can't, you know, I don't think you can go as far to say, oh, it's because they're missing certain guys. I think it compounds the problem. I'm with you. It's not an excuse. It's a fact. Uh, but they're not also doing simple things to give them chances to win. Like we talked about drops and missed throws and missed blocks in space and things like that that probably get magnified more when you lose a game than when you win it. And they almost won that game, and maybe we'd be sweeping that under the rug if they'd pulled that out against Vegas, almost said Oakland. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, think, I think, and Mike McCarthy spoke to it a couple days ago, the win rate, I don't know what metric he's using, but up front they're not – they're not handling that as well, and that's in the run game. That's pass protection. Zach Martin spoke about, and, and Mike talked about, movement up front with the defensive front and not being able to handle that as well. I think it starts up front for this team. And when you are missing your top two wide receivers, it's easier to key on the run game and say, hey, beat us in the pass game. And so there's a lot of reasons why, but they got to get it fixed. And it, and it is fixable, but it goes beyond just, hey, they're missing this guy and this guy and this guy. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the psychology of this team. The physical aspect, those things are easily correctable. That's watch film, make the corrections, don't allow it to happen again physically. Did you see Terrence still get blown off the line of scrimmage by Max Crosby? Hey, it happens, bro. We talked okay. about that. We, we, said, we, we knew that, that was going to happen. happen. <laughs> we, we knew that was going to happen. That wasn't even a question mark. It was about <laughs> limiting it. Uh, but, but the reality is these guys, the psychology of this team is really being challenged right now. And I'm worried about their ability to, to pull themselves out of a hole. I'm really concerned about their ability to pull themselves out of a hole. We talked about I brought up emotional intelligence last week and about our you know the two weeks or two weeks ago about our ability to be able to handle those forms of adversity and how do we step into these situations, these tight games, these competitive games. Well, we see all the penalties. That's emotional intelligence. That's being disciplined. That's not doing what you're supposed to do. That's a lack of it. Well, now all of a sudden we're fighting after the game. Well, there we go. There it shows up again. Right? There's two back to back games that we just don't get out the hole. And yes, you're missing your players, but guess what? We've been missing players all year long. 
all year long. We've been missing key guys on the offensive front. We've been missing key guys at receiver. We've been missing key guys in the secondary. We've been finding a way. Right? So they, the guys have been finding a way. But now all of a sudden we miss two guys at the same position. And now all of a sudden, now it's a problem. Now we're not at full steam. So it's, it's these excuses that are kind of being let in there. we got to find a way to get out of this rut. And this next game coming up is going to give us opportunity because those guys have to try to find their way out of a rut too. Those guys have lost four straight games. We lost two straight games. What the heck? Who's going to step up and decide to, to come out the hole? Because that's exactly where we're at. We're in a hole. And do you want to dig yourself out of it? The emotional intelligence part of it, I, I completely agree. Um, the the fight after the game with Tristan Hill, uh, you don't want to see that. Um, hell, if you're gonna fight, fight. Exactly. <laughs> Quarter before one, the whistle. Four. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's you get it to it. Do Bef- it then before the game is yeah, over. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Um, but you're right. I, I, I'm just. I don't question their fortitude uh, here. I, I think they've had some mistake. They've had some success, mm-hmm. and they can look over these last couple of games and point to, okay, this is where we went wrong. The line of scrimmage right now is where the battle has got to begin, and we've had some shuffling. We talked a lot about continuity. Maybe they don't care as much about continuity as we think because we saw them shuffling Steele and Lael, and I mean, we see that on the college level. Never have seen it much on the pro level. I don't know what they're fishing for, mm-hmm. why they're doing this in these matches. But obviously, they're looking for something in game time. Um, but you know, look, man, these guys, these are tough. These are anybody that plays in the NFL. These are tough people, mm-hmm. and I and I don't doubt that they understand that their backs are against the wall. But at some point, with all the success that they had early, you recognize that adversity was going to be mm-hmm. on the table. Here's that. Here's that time. We can talk mojo moments, all the cutesy <laughs> stuff, all we want to. But adversity finally strikes, and all of the football cliches and stuff that you bring up about next man up. Look, it gets to a certain point where that stuff catches up with you, mm-hmm. and now it's caught up with us. And so I won't look as much as we want to pass the blame around right now there are just some guys that have got to elevate their game and whether they are injured which all teams right now are dealing with that we're just dealing in a situation where guys have to elevate their game who is that going to be our young guys our, our rookies uh, our second year guys are elevating their game but what about some other guys there's a few guys right now that hell I don't know where they've been for the last couple of weeks no you're right who are some of those guys in your head Oh, man. Uh, right. LVE. Somebody can tell me where LVE is. I, I, I'm telling you, there's going to be a reward poster. Because I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the running game. Uh, Keanu O'Neill. I mean, he has some good plays, but there are just some things like – the, I mean, look, he's making tackles. I'm the big play thing, getting sacks, other things that we need uh, from our guys. We're just not getting it up front uh, by not being able to stop the run defensively, the defensive line. When you saw – not only from our offensive line, but their offensive line was able to establish drives and run. We talked about the Raiders and if the methodical drives that they were able to get going. They did that. And it, and it just it just took us out. I mean, it really did, man. And it was a point in the game where it just looked like we had nothing to offer except to, for the fourth quarter. Who would you guys have a wanted poster out for if, because you were looking at them and you were looking for them and then they came up missing the last couple weeks? Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's just – Oh, I want to say Coach McCarthy, um, mm. but say it. I do. I mean, I do want to say Coach McCarthy. I just don't. I, I, we don't know what's being said in the locker room. Let me let me let me start out by saying that we don't know what's being said in the locker room. But that that, that post game really it really why did it, bugged, why did it, why did it, why did it, it really because so it's, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. And if, you, if you're if you're the leader and you're making excuses, what do you think that everybody who's following you is going to do? Regardless if it's true or not, it doesn't come out your mouth. The fact that you bring that to the press conference, you know what's said in the locker room. So, yes, they don't hear the press conferences, but they hear it in the locker room. 
And so when they hear it in the locker room, they bring that up there. Now, guess what? Instead of owning it and saying, that was us, let's fix it. Is something going on with us? We can handle what we can. I told little kids I was coaching a couple weeks ago, if you don't like the result of something, you change it. You change it. Maybe he's maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe he's trying to get them to change it through the media. <sighs> Whether he, I'm not saying he's going to get fined, but I'm yeah. saying if you because I think his frustration and I think look, you're right. Like and you showed us a highlight tape last night of Anthony Brown's four pass interference penalties, and there's technique problems. I mean, that, like I, the last one for sure. Like you, you have to turn <laughs> around. Going, yeah. You know. Um, so there were flags. I do think there was no rhythm to the game. 28 flags to me, it, come on. Like, it, you know, the game should not be four hours long. Uh, but you're right. There, there are penalties. I do wonder, and, and I agree with him, and he talked about this, I think, the next day, is there's not a consistency. Like, if you go back and watch the Chiefs game, guys are getting away with grabbing the Cowboys receivers and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and they let it go. Well, the next week it's a new crew, and – it's so ticky tack. Yeah. If there's anything, there's a flag. Like there needs to be more consistency with players understanding what they can do and not do week to week in a game, or what's going to be called. And I and I think he's voicing that through the media, maybe to try to get a, a change, you trying know? to, to yeah. even the playing field a little bit. Playing devil's advocate to your devil's advocate is the fact that Whoa, going into a double the devil. game, double it's inception <laughs> advocate. Uh, going into the game, there were scouting reports pretty much for the coaching staff on the referee crew that they were going to have. And it was out there. It was in the open. And they knew that was the type of crew going into the game. So does that play a factor into it at all? The fact that you knew what you were going into? Matt, listen here. Yes, Uh oh, we got to listen here. (laughs) Referees can affect the game. Sure. Everybody knows that. And there's going to be days. We saw that on Thursday. We saw it on Thursday. It could happen in your favor. It can happen against you, right? And either way, you know that that's going to be a, that's going to be a factor somehow, some way. You hope that it's not, but you know usually it's going to be a factor. What can you control? You can control coming off the ball and dominating the line of scrimmage, can't you? That's mm-hmm. right. Did we do that? Nope. Can we can we dominate the ball and can we dominate running the ball? We we can. Yeah. We have the we have the personnel to do it. We didn't do that. Can we dominate throwing the ball in the air? Yes. We've been we've been bracking up four or five six hundred yards passing or maybe you know um, you know a total offense a lot of it through the air. Did we do that? No, no we didn't do that. Late, okay, what about end. defense? Did we play physical like we've been playing? Have we been, were they running around and flying and flying around with the hair on fire? Were they hitting guys in their mouth enforcing turnovers like they've been doing? No. no. So at the end of the day, you didn't do what you're capable of doing. That's the reality. Now, did the referees assist in your in your loss? Probably. But guess what? You didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. Own that fact. Don't make an excuse for why why it's some. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, they didn't help. Of course, they didn't help. You, they're not supposed to help. And to your point, it was 14 flags apiece. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, was like, just it was on, all man. the way around. It was a two exceptions. Like, like, just play better. And you've been, you know, look, I think I, I've. I've watched enough NFL football to know like those back in the days when Oakland Raiders were the yep. most penalized team in the league and you expected that for them. Even when they had good teams, just yep. because they were the Raiders, they yep. just got flagged yep. for unnecessary roughness yep. all the time. Right now, I just feel like the Cowboys are not getting the benefit of the doubt. If you watch enough football, you see plays like Anthony Brown made in a call not get and I'm not saying that his technique was good was good or that the other PIs that he got were were not warranted. But on that last one, you know, 
the you have a guy's face guarding basically, and you have a receiver pulling the guy into you. That sealed the game, and you mm-hmm. don't want to see referees decide the game for you. And I know you you have, uh, and I understand where you're coming from with the approach because it's old school. Control what you can control. Mm-hmm. Don't bitch about the mm-hmm. the whistles when you can do what you're doing right here on the field. Mm-hmm. But there are certain points in that game where it was like, well, come on, bro, you're gonna make that call, I, but then you're not gonna hey, make this other I, one over here. I don't disagree. And, with and you. I feel like these referees, whatever that whoever that crew is, they should no, don't say that. That <laughs> that crew should basically be under they should look, they should watch these guys. Right? Watch under the review. way that they under review, whatever it is, because they're trying to make themselves the focal point in the game. I think they're taking away from the game. The game shouldn't have uh, been four hours long, and that had a lot to do referees had a lot to do with it. I don't disagree with you. However, we've shown this three out of our last four games. So who's whose fault is it? And and they look <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that. So yeah. I, I hear you and I and I don't disagree with you. This characteristic, this performance has shown up 75% of our last four games. Yeah. The you, penalties. You can no, also no, no, talk no, about no, no, no. Not course. even just the penalties, just the lack of execution. But they have been one of the higher penalized teams this yeah, year. And but guess yeah, what? You're but the yeah. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what? You're the Cowboys. You know it. You know, it's just like the Raiders. You know it. So guess what? Step up and make sure they can't call it. Don't let these boys off the line of scrimmage. You don't have to worry about holding down the field. Right? Blow them off the ground. Throw these guys around like, like there's some little, little, little Tonka toys. You have to be more dominant. When you know that you're going to face another opponent, go out there and, and destroy them so bad that they can't even throw a doggone flag. And that's, right? Yeah, and that's the thing defensively is you can't let this performance affect your aggressiveness. No. They, they can't now be afraid to get flags. Yeah, and we've I mean, been seeing that. Guys have been, been hesitant to hit. Guys have been coming from the secondary, kind of kind of backing up. We were talking about that in the studio. Like, talking about KZ? Fly around and hit them. Yep. KZ, freaking <laughs> yeah. Neil. Some of these guys, I mean, these guys aren't hitting like they were hitting before. Yeah. But, but, but like, to your point, three of your last four games, you have not performed well. That's the issue. Address that. Stop talking about the dog on referees. Fix what's going on in this locker room and within these meeting rooms so that you make sure that you don't go out there and perform like you've been performing. Especially when over the last six games, all of which are winnable for this Cowboys team, you could talk about the Arizona game. I still think that's a very winnable matchup for the Cowboys, especially if they have some of their guys back. But this is a crucial stretch coming mm-hmm. up for the Cowboys, and it starts on Thursday against the New Orleans Saints. When we come back, I want to talk about the Saints matchup a little bit, but before we get to that, I want to talk about Anthony Brown and the game that he had. Was it as bad as we thought? Was it something? Was it a sign of the future? We'll kind of address it and talk about it when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. 
Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. Jason Witten has joined that Caliber Collision team. Join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That is jobsatcaliber.com. Go get that. That bread, go pull get out that. the Webster's Dictionary, Pete. Mm-hmm. Huh? Pull out that Webster's Dictionary in your back pocket. Well, you didn't even look up. No, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about your wallet. Oh, God. No, 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 please. I thought we were, thought we were talking trip. Don't throw off his yeah. balance, please. There we go. Dude, <laughs> there there we go. Is, dude, that is a team player at its finest. Rob goes, what do you want me to look up? He didn't even understand what you were talking <laughs> no, about. He was on talking. top of it. He was ready to go. It's a, it's a back pocket brick is what mm-hmm. that is. All right. 36-33, the Cowboys fall to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. They've lost three of their last four, and we just talked about some of the, the high points. In, by high points, I mean low points of that loss to the Raiders. Now, I want to continue with the low points here. And Anthony Brown, he's played well all season. He's played above expectations all season. But this was, this was a rough one for, for big old A.B. on the edge. Heckman, what did you think about Anthony Brown? I'll let you start this off because you guys are too much. we could just rip the st- <laughs> smelly stickers out of there. No, nah, we're going to keep it smelly no, going to keep it on there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, some of these problems start to rear their heads all over again, and I just wish Deshaun Jackson would just retire just, already. Or sign just with the Cowboys. Just go away. Could we just sign away. him? You know he's going to be a problem, and, and obviously speed on the outside is a problem. And – Man, they, they found it. They found the, the weakness in the defense, and they exploited it the entire game, and they made it a, a pin-the-tail-on-the-donkey moment for <laughs> Anthony Brown, and he just couldn't, he couldn't escape it. And, look, I, he's been so good over the last couple of games and, you know, getting PIs and getting turnovers uh, for us, interceptions for us, uh, being strong in the running game, but that wasn't a good showing. There's no positive spin that I could put on it for him. Um, he looked like hot garbage out there Mm -hmm. and the only way to recoup and get this back is you know getting our pass rush back going that's what we haven't had and a lot of guys are not having success when quarterbacks like Derek Carr I don't care how good or how bad they are when they you give an NFL quarterback that kind of time they're going to exploit some of your weaknesses on the back end and we just aren't getting to the quarterback efficiently enough to make a difference for our secondary. What, uh, not playing complimentary enough. What type of receiver causes him the most issues? I think uh, small, fast Route receivers um, get him. That's that's been a problem. Antonio Brown, week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, route runners. And so, when, and, and as you look, <laughs> route runners. Uh, but you know, look, we get into the playoffs. They got they got to have a, a plenty of those. Yes, but they're, they're, they're everywhere. So, I mean, he's struggling right now. Think about Cooper Cup, mm. oh. Odell Beckham Jr., mm. 
on the other side. I mean, I'm not necessarily oh, Randall Cobb mm. for the Packers. But then you'll have you'll have Anthony Brown. You'll have Gregory Antonio back. Brown. You'll have Gregory back, and you'll have Tank back. Mm-hmm. So Hopefully that will make a dip. That will make a difference as well. Right now, pass rush, especially on Thursday, it just wasn't there. We didn't yeah. we didn't no. have a lot of. He had way too much time, and even with Waller yeah. going out of the game, you think that you know those things that would was insist- major. That was that was major. Uh, for us. But then we still couldn't exploit any weaknesses. Yeah. Really, the only guy that got in the backfield a whole lot was probably Micah Parsons. He's we really leading be... the league with tackles for loss. Is that what I read? Yep. 15? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. He's all over it, dude. Yeah. It's Bazooka. legit special. Bazooka. He's the high point out of the low points at the moment right now. In this three- or four-game stretch, yeah. he's been consistently you know the why? best player on defense. He welcomes the challenge. He welcomes the challenge. We start, we start talking about emotional intelligence and some of these things. He loves it. He loves the pressure. Some guys love it. Some guys respond well to it, right? Mm-hmm. They they love this heightened sense of stress, and they and they like to go. That's their opportunity to go out there and not only prove to others, but they're trying to more so prove it to themselves that they're capable. And he's that type of guy. What you're looking for is a whole team of those guys, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that that we have that right now. I'm not sure that the Cowboys are have that identity right now. It's questionable. It's easy when things are going awesome. When things aren't going so well, how do you respond? When you look at him, you know how he's going to respond. When you look at everybody else, you have question marks. So how does Dan Quinn go back in his bag and fix this defense? Because right now, without those key pieces that you – these guys are not coming back for this yeah. game, and they're not going to be back for the other. Uh, Tank might be back this week. Tank may- I, think, I think Tank's back this week. He's got a chance to be back this yeah. week. He was on the field last week, which is yeah, good. He's jumping up and down. That's why they – I think they got him back into practice, even though it was one light practice last week, to try to get him started on yeah. hopefully getting back this so, and that's And so I guess that's my, my question is now – with those key pieces back, how much different is that going to be for this defense? Because obviously we've got to generate some pressure. We've got to get some stops. You saw the time of possession for the Raiders. Again, it was those long methodical drives that they had, and they scored mm-hmm. on those drives. We couldn't take advantage. Even when we tried to steal some momentum back, our defense just came out flat. We were not attacking. You saw guys trying to shy away from uh, getting tackles. We're not the physical team that we are anymore. So that culture that we started the season yeah. with has dissipated. How we get back? <laughs> I think you call them out. You call everybody out as a man. This is a team made up of a bunch of individual men, and you have to challenge these guys. You, hi- you highlight it on the film, and you call them out and say, what the heck are you doing here? What is the that the laser? Absolutely, that's the laser. What the heck are you doing here? And everybody's like, oh, dog. You know, and you're just holding your breath make sure you're not the next man that he highlights. But you challenge each guy as a man and say, well, how are you going to respond to this? You know, and so this is when the culture of, com- of com- competitiveness really comes in. Because if you're not going to do it, guess what? I bet you he will, right? I bet you he will. And so you have opportunity to go out there and show me that you're not going to allow this mess to happen again, that you're actually going to execute, show me that you're physical, show me that you can run this defense. And if you can't, I'm going to the next man. And I think some of it falls to the offense. I mean, drink every time we say complimentary on this show, but uh, if you guys want to, you got a fruit cup oh, wow. over there. But uh, I, That was my Martinelli's. <laughs> can't get, you know, these three and outs. Cowboys had five three and outs offensively yep. in the game. Uh, two out of their first three drives, and you're you're putting the defense out in the field for a long time. And yep. I think when they've been successful, it's been in part this year because playing with the lead, more fresh, and Cowboys offensively controlling the line of scrimmage, and it hasn't happened. So I think it kind of goes hand-in-hand uh, hand a little bit. Well, that's where a lot of the struggles came from last year, was yeah. not playing complimentary football. If we want to drink again. Drink, yeah. Uh, but th- that's the thing for me, is is you're asking who is the guy that steps up? Who, who does... Who gets to challenge this team? I think 
Tank Lawrence is one of those guys that has to come in and immediately play up to the caliber that Tank Lawrence can play because you think he that's needs a reality? to be that leader. What was that? Do you think that's a reality? I don't know if it's the reality yet. I'm, 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 saying, I'm yet. saying, do you guys have those expectations of Tank to come in and be what Tank was? Hell yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't. <sighs> Why is that? I, I do. Okay. I don't. Why not? Reps. You just don't think he's there yes. yet? Going to have to get into it? Even as a veteran player that's been in the league as long as he has, you just sit, the rust is going to be there and you're not going to see. I think you bring him in in limited action. Obviously, in rotation, you know, maybe he doesn't – well, he starts the game, but you don't keep – he doesn't take all the snaps, yeah. you but, know, and, and use him sparingly. You still have Basham. You still have Golston. You have some guys at Armstrong that have, you know, played up to par uh, yeah. in his in – his, with he, his absence. But If he comes in with a full workload, I would be very – very surprised. Yeah, I don't think they do him like that. To Isaiah's point, different injuries, obviously, but when he had the shoulder surgery a couple years ago, he talked about like he missed a lot of time rehabbing. His technique wasn't what it was because he's big on that right when he came back. So maybe there's some of that, but I'm with Heck. Like I think, hell, get him in there in a rotation, and that motor is going to be big. I think he he can set a tone for them and, and help establish that physical part because that's just that's who he is. And we we mentioned this whenever Jalen Smith was released earlier in the season, but the guy who they turned to to look at it wasn't necessarily Jalen Smith, but he was one of the ones that wanted the attention on him. Tank Lawrence is the same kind of guy right mm-hmm. now, and at the moment you're looking at Micah Parsons. Your defense is looking at a rookie and saying, "All right, where do we go next?" You need a veteran to step into that role and to take that 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 figurehead of the defense. Micah said the other day, like he can have all these chips, all these you know the chip blocks and all that stuff. Yeah, come on back. I'm, I'm sick of getting chipped every play. Yeah, that ain't gonna. It's change. gonna help out a lot. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I hope it does. I hope it does. The, the only concern that I have is that Tank comes back trying to be Tank, and then he when he's not, what's his response? Hmm. And, and I don't think he would fold. Yeah, going into the psychology, you've talked a lot about the culture of, you know, this team and what Dan Quinn brings to it. And and if a guy is out, he's feeling like he's being left out Mm -hmm. of the party. I think that's a lot. I think Tank feels that way right now, that he's been left out a lot of the fun that's been going on. And now that they're in the slump, he could be a part of the reason that they get back Mm -hmm. uh, in the win column. I mean, for Amari Cooper, imagine how he feels being out for the last two games Mm -hmm. and recognizing that his team has struggled. Without him, we hadn't been able to get a lot no, going no. Uh, as far as drives because of the attention that's played to Amari Cooper in the last two games. So, you know, I just think that that absence cannot be under some. We can't say enough about that. But if Tank can come back and he can have an impact on this defense, I think it's going to mean a lot. Yeah, I hope I hope that he can, and I and I don't disagree. I, I believe that he's hyped up more than anybody ever could be in terms of coming back. But my concern is when you're that hype and when you know that everybody's looking at you, you know that you're the 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 announced leader. What happens when you come back and you're just a guy? What's your response then? Do you still lead with what? With, with, do you still lead in the locker room? Do you still lead on the field, or are you going to show your frustrations and now let that continue to snowball into other people? That's that's what my concern is. I hope he comes back and he's freaking D law and he yeah. balls out. But if he doesn't. What is his response? Because that is just as, as important as him coming back and balling. But that's integrity and character. All Absolutely. the things that Absolutely. you know. That but it's D-Law also frustration. Well, it could, it could be frustration. We will see. We'll see. But we'll how see. did you how did you guys think about uh, about Gallup? His his um his resume in terms of his opportunity to be the number one guy. It took until the fourth quarter for it to show up, but he had a little bit there. He showed he can do it, I think. But it's going to be a question on will he do it. Yeah, I mean, it showed up late. It, it, fourth quarter, offensively, they didn't get going anything until the fourth quarter. Um, I agree with Jerry after the game when he said we probably could have thrown just thrown it up more 
and challenged and said, hey, throw the flag. Throw the <laughs> flag. Yep. Yeah, that's, what, balls. Yeah. that's what Vegas did. Mm-hmm. So I I think late he showed everything we talked about, like what he could add coming back, he showed in the fourth quarter with the, with the you know contested catches down the field, take the top off, all that stuff. Oh, I cannot wait to have those guys back with Michael Gallup and having Lamb and Cooper and everybody back and healthy. I want Dalton but Schultz to play better. It just it was it's all together. Dak too, and I was going to ask you this. I felt like in the la- those last couple drives, fourth quarter, Dak's footwork looked better. Mm. He just looked more in rhythm when they got more up tempo. I don't know if they can do that the entire game. I swear to God, we had these same conversations in 2019. Yep. Should they go up tempo more? Should they do that to try to get them out of this rut? Because it's the same conversations we've had. Well, when so. you have five, three and outs, it's really hard to get any rhythm going, and and that's the only thing that you can do. You yeah. see them college, high school, all of that. How do how do you get in rhythm? You go up tempo. You get things moving a little bit faster. You saw Kansas City do it in the in the Super Super Bowl versus uh, San Francisco. They went up tempo in the second half to get back in rhythm. We're just not finding it. And I think the offensive line continuity not being there and obviously still – did I say – yeah, I did. <laughs> it's another one of those things. Don't have to worry about a rotation, unfortunately, in that week. Or, yep. or there's not going to be one. And why is that, Rob Phillips? Because he is in COVID protocol. Who along is? Along with Terrence Steele, along with uh, multiple assistant coaches, all three strength coaches, mm-hmm. Joe Philbin on the offensive line coach, Jeff Blasco, his assistant, Jesus. Um, and hopefully that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, moving forward, because you don't know about that that whole situation. They're in the extended protocols again today. Um, Philbin think, was out last week, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There were three coaches out that missed the game. So now it's more. Scott yes. Tolzien, an assistant coach, another assistant coach, right. like, and, and guys are being tested now daily, vaccinated or unvaccinated, I believe, and try to. Cross your fingers. There's no more cases over the next couple of days. But that's so that's so scary, man. Because everybody, the NFL has been dealing with it. It seemed to subside for a little while, and I don't know if everyone relaxed. Uh, but it's it's going to continue to rear its head mm-hmm. uh, over the NFL season, and you just don't want this to happen at pivotal times uh, in the season. So I applaud the, the the organization for starting this this process of hey daily testing, starting to isolate guys right now because. Pretty soon, man, it's 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 just going. It's going to keep yep. continue to go up the ladder, and it's going to be somebody that we can't miss, yeah. like Dak. It nope. sounds like Amari will be back today, so that's good. You hope hope Terrence is doing well. Um, but yeah, they they actually were going to league it mandates this now, but they actually started it last week with the protocols because they had guys out last mm-hmm. week. But this is, I mean, it's still reality. It's it's like injuries. It's still a factor in your day to day throughout is. the season. Got to keep an eye on it, and hopefully it doesn't rear its head at the worst possible time. This is a pretty important time for the Cowboys to try and get back on track. When we come back, we give a short preview of the Cowboys and the Saints and preview what we're going to talk about tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. 
It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. (laughs) Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. If you didn't get enough of your crazy uncle during Thanksgiving weekend, you just got more of it. The crazy drunk uncle. (laughs) And who made this mac and cheese? (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Final couple minutes here of Talking Cowboys. Chris Beam in the back. We've got Rob Phillips. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Heck Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And gentlemen, the Cowboys and the Saints coming up on Thursday. Yay. We've got just one more show after this. We've what? got one on Tuesday, and then it's game day on Thursday. So oh. pack it all in tomorrow. Huh? Yeah, we got all, we got both the offense and the defense pack tomorrow. All pack it all and in. pick them. Jam pack show and pick. Are uh, you feeling good about your pickles, huh? You perked up a little know. bit. I don't. I'm, I just I haven't looked at it either. I, I have no idea. You didn't do as good as you thought. I don't. At this point. I just yeah, at this point I know I'm good. You pick the one Cowboys, game. right? You pick. I know the, you I, that's the that. one game I know. I always pick right. Eight Boy, and I two. I always pick that game right. <laughs> or nine and two. Goodness, sorry. Yeah, you're catching us just on the Cowboys. Just picks. on the Cowboys alone. <laughs> that's not good. So <laughs> not <laughs> not at all. Um, what, what are some of the early things that you've looked at with the Saints and, and some of the early challenges that could potentially be there? Uh, the biggest thing that jumps out to me is their defensive front and their run defense. And, you know, like Carolina had a great run defense early in the season. Cowboys blew that up. But now we're 10, 11 games in, and the Saints are giving up 3.4 yards a carry. They're mm. very good up front. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been some question in the media how much Zeke going to play in this game? Could they consider resting him? I don't think he wants to rest. He said yesterday he, he can manage it. Nobody to this point has come to him and said, would you consider yeah. resting? But they're watching his snaps. You know, he hasn't had 50 snaps in a game in, like, last four games. Mm. So even if he does play, they'll probably try to manage him. Tony okay. Pollard, can they get that going in this game? You know, that that's to me, that's the key. Because they Heck said it early in the show, they got to get some balance back offensively here. Yeah, Zeke not going to let them trick him out of his spot. <laughs> it'd be the same people selling you the rest that would be at the end of the season telling you you're overpaid trying to look to PFF and we analytics. Yeah, exactly, dog. Don't let them do that to you, Zeke. You know, tough it out. And that's exactly what I feel like he's going to do. But I'm with you, uh, P. Cameron Jordan worries me. Yep. Um, and, and wherever he lines up, we've got to pay some attention to that. But then on the back half of their defense, they have some guys, Malcolm yep. Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore. You know, look, they, they – 
they have some guys and some dudes that they're going to do the same thing that the that the Raiders did. They're going to do the same thing that the Chiefs did. They're going to pack the line of scrimmage and they're going to bear you know dare us to beat them on the back half with all of our weapons back. If they play like that on Thursday, I think we score a forty burger. Now, here's the thing, offensively. Our, our defense cannot allow the Saints and Trevor Simeon to get going. They, they're inept offensively, and it's really kind of surprising to say that from a Sean Payton coach team mm-hmm. that they have the problems that they have. But, but without Jameis Winston and obviously with Breeze retiring, they've had some trouble getting this offense back going. But they run on confidence also. You're going to be down yes. there in the, in the dome, mm. and, brother, it's going to be loud. If you had problems before with noise, you're going to have it again. <laughs> and, you know, if they have anything going, trust me, uh, they're going to continue to, to – keep those things going but special teams wise I've been loving what we've been doing like Tony Pollard ran back when it, look there's not enough to be said about this especially with the rule changes on kickoffs to yeah. be able to run a kickoff back uh, in 2021 is, is something but you know special teams wise we're going to have to do it in all three phases and play complimentary ball oh nice <laughs> there you go <laughs> well the Saints are 0-4 in their last four games they don't have a quarterback that can move the ball. They're not effective in a passing game right now. The running game has been very minute, obviously. Kamara's been out for the most part. Ingram did nothing. Yep. And um, they're, so their offense is in a bad, bad way right now. So our defense, opportunity to get your mojo back, mojo moment, whatever you want to call it this week, opportunity to get your swag back. Okay, So that's a swag back game. Uh, offensively, we have to figure out a way to move the ball against a team that has some goons on defense. That's just the reality. They, this, it's not just talent. These boys are goons. They they built different. They mm-hmm. they have different makeup. Their upbringing is different. Now, they, <laughs> if you if you hit Tristan Hill, you want to punch somebody in the mouth. This is not the team to do it against because all these boys will step up to you real quick in a hurry. Um, in the form of Cameron Jordan, Malcolm Jenkins, Demario Davis. Jeez, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They have some dudes on defense. So. We have to take advantage holistically on defense. Special teams own that. We should at least own two-thirds of this game. And then offensively, offensively, we have to find a way to get something rolling. I think that's the biggest thing for this is defensively you look at it and you say, this is going to be a tough matchup. The Cowboys offense needs to find a rhythm against a very uh, a very talented Saints defense. The Saints defense hasn't played well, though. They've had their lapses over the last yeah. couple of weeks. They gave up 31 points to Buffalo on Thanksgiving, too. They haven't played necessarily well, so they'll have a chip on, on their shoulder going into the game. You've got to win that matchup. Mm-hmm. If you win that matchup, I feel pretty confident about yeah. Slowing down the Saints' offense. There's not a ton of threats there. Nope. Even though they may get Alvin Kamara back, they're expected to get Alvin Kamara of back. Of course they are. I think I, even <laughs> then, I'm still not uber uber worried about that offense. I, I think you can figure out a way to find some mojo on the defensive side. But, man, that's going to be two matchups we're talking about tomorrow. And we'll outline it a little bit more in depth when we return 9 a.m. Central Time on Tuesday. That's going to do it for us here on this edition, though. For Chris Beam in the back, for Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. We will see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!